Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Just in case if you don't, I am a 27-year-old piece of gold, the Messiah of the Microphone, and the greatest sports and recreational podcaster in the world today. I am joined by the agent of chaos, Miss Poison Scarlet, and of course, the king of the UTR. He is the podcast champion, Brandon Tanguma, BT, Katie, BT. What's going on? How you guys doing? Hey, hey, glad to be back. Nice see someone showed up today. Yes. Six straight days of content, regular bullet cast, black power rankings under the radar, battle in the valley, elimination chamber recaps. We were moving. Literally, Brendan and I did a podcast while driving back. Moving, moving. <laughs> With a moving. busted headlight, possibly, but don't tell the cops. Don't don't tell the don't tell 5-0. Don't let them know. Um, it's our 316th episode. What? But so before we get into all the things in the world of sports entertainment, here's a beer commercial from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hey, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin here to tell you SOBs about the 500 years of the purity law of beer. This beer was first made in a Bavarian city in Germany by the Dukes of Wellam. The purity law was issued on April 23rd of 1516. A lot of different ingredients go into making this beer, such as water, barley, yeast, and rabbit food pellets. If that sounds like a lethal combination, give me a hell yeah. You talk about your Psalms, you talk about your John 316. Austin 316 says, if you're ever in this part of Germany, come get some of this Calgary beer, the best beer on the planet. And if not, Go order it off that thing they call that their internet, and that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. All right, that was something. Shout out Steve for that one. Um, but but uh, we didn't do Mania Madness last week because honestly, I forgot a lot of things going on in the old uh, membrane. So Brandon, let's get back to it. Yeah, that one's on me. You know, Mr. Mania Madness. I should have remembered, but I did not. Uh, but so we're going to we're going to fit two segments into one here. So we're going to do two quadrants. Uh, we got an opening match again between the two 37 uh, WrestleMania 37 openers. Another pop quiz. Do you guys remember what the WrestleMania 37 openers were? Um, 37. That would be the first. Well, technically second pandemic one, but the one back with Orton, fans. Orton and, and Bray was one of them, right? There you go. That would be mm-hmm. night two. Yes, night two. I put on the list because I am smart. Oh God, uh, I don't remember the other one. The other one would be old Bobby Lashley taking That's on right. Drew. That's right, McIntyre. So we got these two going head to wait, head. Wait, hold on. That's the one that yeah they got delayed a little bit because of the weather. That's right. We That's had the yeah, because of the rain. Yes, Samoa yes. Joe and his little ponchos. The internet loved that. Look at him now. He's cutting <laughs> but, his hair off on TV. Which one would you guys say was the better one? I think Drew and Lashley was a more straightforward match. Uh, a lot more people will remember the Bray Wyatt, and, or sorry, the Fiend and Randy Orton match, probably for the wrong reasons. Uh, so, but maybe even though it's for the wrong reasons, I think I might pick Orton and Fiend just because it's more memorable. And people, you know, will remember that much more than what Drew and Lashley did that night. Maybe you know some just because it's a, a worse match doesn't mean it's a it can't be a better opener. Here's the thing: technically, uh, Drew and Bobby were better. Like their their match was better. The Randy Orton versus the Fiend one was just weird and and poorly timed, and it was weird. Uh, plus, with Alexa and all that stuff, in the black goo. Yeah, the black coming out of the goo. Jack in the Box. And the Jack in the Box. Nah. Look, it's still Black History Month. I'm giving it to Bobby Lashley. 
I yeah, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Hey, yeah. not gonna not gonna hate at that one. So they move on and they face off WrestleMania three, which would be the Can Am connection, taking on Bob Orton Ooh. and Don Morocco. Ooh. So we got a new school and an old school. Ooh. WrestleMania three, I forget where it ranked, but some might say one of the most influential, most important WrestleManias. Come on, man. Team. The Pontiac Silverdome over ninety-three thousand when Hulk Hogan lifted that seven hundred something pound giant up, brother, and slammed him and dropped the leg. I'm sorry. You know, every time Hogan tells that story, Andre gets taller and bigger. Did anybody ever notice that? He's a thousand pounds, and there was like a hundred thousand, fifty thousand people in the ninety-three thousand one hundred forty-two, or something like that. And you know, uh, uh, Andre wasn't going to do the job, brother, because he wasn't in the right mood. It was, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a godsend that Hulk Hogan was able to get him up. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so what? It's, it's Orton versus Orton, basically, right? I know. Uh, Lashley oh, versus Orton. Lashley oh, and Drew yeah, because you know Black History Month. Oh, yes. Of course. Oh, Black History Month. Duh, Lashley. Come on. Stop playing with me for real. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of these matches when it comes to the older versus new school, uh, it's going to be the newer match. And I do agree. Lashley and Drew for me uh, moves on, Katie. I know you're such a big Can-Am Connection fan. I'm a huge Bob Orton fan. So that's that's where I'm at. I mean, who's not? Yeah, I I, saw, I, I know you're this is probably like an old fan, video. Katie? Yes, I, saw, I am. I saw Bob Orton do a TikTok. It was like all four generations of Ortons <laughs> doing a TikTok together. Yeah. Katie, you, you willing to take a Bob Orton superplex? If my back doesn't hurt, sure. Because I'm old. We're all old. Moving on. Continuing on with the Ortons opening up WrestleMania. WrestleMania 29. The Shield takes on the big show. Randy Orton and Sheamus taking on... Uh, WrestleMania 12. I know everyone remembers this match. I mean, how could you not remember the opening match for WrestleMania 12, which was the British Bulldog and Owen Hart and Vader taking on Ahmed Johnson, Jake Roberts, and Yokozuna. I do remember this. <laughs> I do remember this. <laughs> and if do you remember what the stipulation was, Philip? I don't remember the stip. The stipulation. I don't. If Yokozuna's team won, uh, he would have received five minutes in the ring with old Jimmy Cornette. Oh. So, but they uh, they did not. British Bulldog going hard and Vader one. I almost want to pick Ahmed Johnson because, you know, Black History Month and all that. But uh, I'm going to go with 29. British Bulldog all the way. Vader all the way. It's time. It's time. It's, it's Vader. Time. Vader was so good, man. I loved him. We might have to do a Vader tribute podcast one day. Heck yeah, I'm down. We'll just watch Vader shit. His, uh, when I went to Raw in 96, he was the first wrestler I saw come out. Totally love him. Always will. If I'm alive when time machines are, are invented, I'm trying to go watch Vader and, and Stan Hansen in Japan. and Watch yeah. Stan Hansen's eye socket pop out. I'm trying to watch all, or no, it was Vader. It was Vader's eye that popped out. I want to watch all that. Brandon. I guess I got to be the deciding vote. And you know what? Not because it's Black History Month, but because, you know, it was a fun opening match to a lackluster WrestleMania. We'll give it to the WrestleMania 12. Six WrestleMania man. 12 was lackluster. Are you kidding? The boyhood dream came true. <laughs> there was a, 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 a basically. You mean the most underrated, case? the most. Come on. Time. The MJF Daniel, Brian Danielson, Daniel Brown, whatever the hell match is. And my thing just unplugged. I don't know what's going on. Way better six sixty minute match. Dude, look, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it to you like this. Danielson's good, but he's no HBK. True. Put it to you like that. Sorry All to right. bust your bubble, buddy. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, then we get WrestleMania 23, which Ooh. I know Philip is the uh, the WrestleMania 23 fishing out of money in the bank match. I didn't pull this one up, Philip. Do you remember who won that one? Oh, Mister Kennedy. Kennedy. 
And then we got WrestleMania 16 or WrestleMania 2000, whichever one you may uh, say. I put these in quote, not quotations, but I did them in like uh, I did them in codes that apparently I knew I was going to remember. And now that I am back, I forget what this code means. BBM and BB take on D'Lo and the Godfather. This is uh, with Ice T uh, singing Pimpin' and Easy. This is pretty much the only part I remember out of BBM? this match. What is a BBM? Uh, well, we'll find out when I type in black male. Whoa, 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 brother. I remember that match. I just recently rewatched WrestleMania 20. That would be. If I. This is from 16, right? Yes, that would be the big boss man and Bull Buchanan. I knew (laughs) I. So there you go. So we got BBM and Bull Buchanan. Uh. I might have to give it to to the to the money in the bank match. I mean, uh, Flair took like a, a suplex off of the ladder. That Edge almost died because Jeff Hardy decided to try to kill him by jumping off. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. I, as much as I love the Ice T uh, song <laughs> to, to to kick it off, I I have to agree. Go with sorry, sorry, match. Godfather. You know he's one of my my close personal friends now. Money in the bank, three for three. There we go. Uh, WrestleMania 36, the first two-night WrestleMania. We got uh, two women's matches with uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on the Kabuki Warriors for the uh, Tag Team Championships. And then we got Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, the match we will be getting later this year, WrestleMania 39. Call me crazy. I love the tag team match more than I like the singles match. I saw Rhea and Charlotte under delivered in that match. I had Ooh. high expectations. I didn't feel as though they got it. And I, the tag team match, I felt over delivered. So give me the tag team match. I'm going to, I'm no. going to say this Rhea and Charlotte for being in front of no one put on a hell of a match. I might almost use the B word to upset Brandon. That's what I might do. It, it was, it was, it was, it was good, man. I'm going Charlotte and Rhea. I'm, I'm picking mommy. Sorry, I disagree. Um, so wrestle that WrestleMania in particular was the one that I came back into wrestling. Uh, I started watching again because of it. And I forgot that Rhea and Charlotte actually had a match. That was how forgettable it was for me. But I remember watching Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross take on the Kabuki Warriors. And I was fully invested so i'm going with that one it's fine i'm gonna just start overruling you guys it's cool philip it's okay because let's be honest i don't think a lot of matches are going to be able to beat this next one wrestlemania 10 possibly the greatest opening match of all time one of the greatest wrestlemania matches a vote of all time owen versus bret hart against bliss and cross and kabuki warriors as much as i just loved that opening tag match. No, 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 no. Keep going. No, 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 no. Don't back it, up. No, I mean, no, as no, I just no, said, no, no, no. Owen and Brett, one of the greatest matches of all time. It's got to be Owen and Brett. Wow, you're picking Canadians? What is this? I know. And a Bret Hart Canadian. Oh. I mean, Owen Hart. We all love Owen Hart. Bret Hart. I mean, I have said I'm starting to come around on Bret Hart a little bit. Big Brett guy now. I'm a... Uh... I've I've become I've become somewhat of a Brett guy, you know, with, with given I'm a Canadian sympathizer now. Uh, oh, of course you got to go with WrestleMania ten. Agreed. Of course. All right. So let's quickly move through this last one since we missed last week's uh, JBL and Finley against uh, Lex 24? Luger and Davey. What is that? Twenty four. That is twenty four. Oh, JBL and Finley WrestleMania twenty four. Then WrestleMania eleven. Uh, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Lex Luger. <laughs> And Davey Boy Smith, I forget what their name is, but they were a fun little tag team that only stuck around for a little bit, taking on the Blues Brothers. That's funny. Uh, ironically, wait, but wait, that happened? Yes. Wrestling like, 95 was a weird time. Like actual Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi? No. 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 What? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'll go Finley and, and JBL, man, honestly. And it's kind of ironic because what today is the what twenty nine year anniversary of when Vince introduced Luger as the WWF champion just to see how the crowd would react, and obviously he didn't actually win the title. So that's how the, you, you can see how the crowd reacted. Not so good. 
Uh, yep. The Blues Brothers consisted of Jacob and Eli Blue with old Uncle Zebekiah as their manager. Shout out. Uh, Zip Coulter. Zip Coulter, shout out. I feel like that should be a trademark dispute. <laughs> but, you know, they spelt it B-L-U, not B-L-U-E. So it's a completely um, different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, Finney Mac knows how to get gets around a trademark. Then J-Bale and Finley goes up against Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 35. Seth, the Beast Slayer, winning the championship in the opening yeah. contest. Um, You know, Seth. Kind of his run as a babyface culminating here. Maybe he didn't, uh, you know, get everything he deserved after the fact, and maybe they botched his babyface run a little bit. But I'm still picking Seth and Brock. I thought it was a fun match, and he was over. I do remember that. But Heyman said, "If we're not on last, we're first. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it. Didn't to Brock. they uh, interrupt Alexa Bliss because she was the host or something? Something like that happened. And then they had they trotted out uh, Hulk Hogan's old ass, try to get a pop, and no one really cares. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he Good only times. gets a pop in in Florida. Mm. I wasn't there for this. Yeah, I'm giving Seth it. and Brock on to the next Seth one. Congratulations! <laughs> uh, we got a pair of Shawn Michaels matches. We got the Rockers taking on the Barbarian and Haku taking okay. on Shawn's first WrestleMania as a singles at WrestleMania Eight. Old Shawn Michaels taking on Tito Santana. Shawn oh, Tito. Yeah, Shawn agreed. Tito. I didn't know Tito Santana had a had a daughter that was a wrestler. I just there found this go. out. We provide all the stats here on the Bullet Cast. All the stats that you need. Uh, then two Daniel Bryan opening matches with WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan taking on Triple H, obviously Ooh. to go on if he wins. And then WrestleMania 28. <laughs> Seamus and Daniel Bryan. I think we know where I'm going. I don't I wanna, just, just like we don't talk about SummerSlam thir- or 14, 13, we don't talk about WrestleMania oh no, 28. Oh, no. We talked about SummerSlam 13. And I, it's funny. I literally just watched him lose the world title in 18 seconds. Um, what? Triple H, man. I mean, that WrestleMania 30 opener is a classic. It It's so Agreed. It's it's Hunter, you know, that late in the game, still proven that he can do this at the highest of levels. So, yeah. so it's got to be Brian and Triple H, even yeah. though both matches are quite his- historic and completely different. If we didn't, honestly, we don't get this 28 match, we might not get the 30 match because that kind of catapulted the yes movement and people sympathized and loving Dana Bryan so much. So yes. might have yes. been a good thing that it happened. Yeah. Yes. 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 Then WrestleMania 15, a hardcore three-way, as well as taking on WrestleMania 20, John Cena's first WrestleMania match is Coronation. The Big Show, right? In US with time. the Big Show for the United States Championship. I am quite fond of WrestleMania 20. First ever pay-per-view I watched, so I got to go with Cena and Big Show. I'm going with Cena and show as well. Oh, 100%. There we go. Well, there you go. Song now. Unanimous. Unanimous. So that'll do it for this week. Next week, we'll finish out uh, the opening round, and now we'll be back on track. To hopefully, we crown a champion the week of WrestleMania. Yeah. Woo-hoo. All right. Uh, speaking of big match, John, the champ, the franchise player returns. Uh, was it the the sixth of March? So that's going to be exciting in Boston. It, uh, I'm on Monday Night Raw. We're going to get this Theory storyline started. What it seems like. I mean, Theory randomly just like threw out John Cena's name in a promo. Yeah. So it seems like a foregone conclusion that is going to happen. So I'm not mad at it. Should be fun. Should be interesting, I guess. Should be nice. Should be very nice. Um, Inside of the ring, AZM challenges uh, Mercedes Monet for the IWGP Women's Championship. Yep. Uh, so to be to be frank, not the biggest starter people around here. I believe her. I don't know how you say her name, but you don't say it like the letters. It's like Azum or something. I don't. I know. Hand up. I don't know what I don't know what I'm talking about right now. But uh, she called out Mercedes during a start press conference, and she wants a uh, challenge for the IWGP Women's Championship. Should be exciting. Uh, I don't know if it's official official quite yet, but as I said in the predictions, I feel as though if Mercedes is 
winning that title. She's going to wrestle in Japan and she's going to want to wrestle like the best stardom has to offer. And this is just the beginning. So I'm Mercedes, quite excited to see what uh, she can do. said who uh, whoever sign- writes the biggest check. And also people have been saying that she needs to go wrestle Mickey James and Scott Demore, who was in attendance at Battle of Valley. Uh, he's in one of um, the, the key players in impact says that uh, this match needs to happen. So I could see Mercedes wrestling uh Bullet friend, uh, Mickey James. I'm Who down. knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Sticking with Japan, Keiji Muda finally had his finally his final final match after having like ten different retirement matches. This one was technically his final one. He wrestles Tetsuya Naito. Naito beats him. He gets on the mics and says, "Hey, Chono, f you." Well, not in those words, but then Masahiro Chono comes up from his uh commentary desk and they wrestle for like 90 seconds and then uh chono taps him out so finally the great muda keiji muto finally calls it a career um finally i mean he kind of he 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 was uh limping his way to the finish line but he finally calls it a career so uh good for him and uh, hopefully he enjoys retirement and an actual real retirement not a wrestling retirement Hey man, I mean he, he he did great things. You know, wrestled on WCW back in the day. Was the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, awesome career. What what is, was he? Fifty what? Fifty four, fifty five, fifty six. Philip can't be asking me these questions without without giving me the heads up. You're our version of Stat Guy Greg. Shout out GP. Go listen to their episode this week. They did a great job. Of course, after you listen to this one. Of course, of course, he is. It's not going to pop up right there so easily. Uh, he's 60. He's, he's 60. 60. Wow. Okay. We, we call it a career. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Fan mail. Dan. Damn. So no So no CM Punk picture. You know what they say. Pick or it didn't happen. <laughs> Brother, it happened. There's a picture in my mind, and that's all that matters. I, I have a picture in my mind of CM Punk texting in the corner of an elevator. Yeah. Philip awkwardly leaving on the second floor when we're actually supposed to be on the third floor. Bro, look, I didn't. I, 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 I did. He did I, that I, twice. He did that on the way back down too. I was trying to recapture the magic. That's that. You know, it, it, it was, the second time was planned. First time it was. Yeah, it was all a bit. Yeah, it was. It was all a bit. By me doing that, we got more time with Punk. Good job, Philip. Yes, Good job. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I do. I do wonder what they thought when I walk in to take the elevator. Like, why is this guy taking the elevator? Then you come in with your boot and like, oh, okay, we get it now. I do wonder what their what their minds were going through because they probably thought, oh, we're gonna take the elevator, no one's gonna see us, and then here comes our dumbasses strolling in. Yeah, be all right. Yeah, you, know, you got the, you got the boot on. You got the cane. You got some sympathy. Got some sympathy. Uh, who do who four twenty? Who do who? Dang, why'd you steal this gimmick? I said it first. It's fine. Oh, 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 I just said it with joy. I always say it with joy. Just my kind of joy. Do you really? She she's coming for you, man. She she's she she's coming. You know, my level of joy is different than a lot of people's level of joy. I woke up this morning and chose violence. Yeah, that's me every. I do that every day. But anyway, Hootie Who says. Uh, your YouTube channel went bonkers with that Mercedes Monet video. Congrats! I appreciate that, man. Things are things are looking up. And he says Montreal is one of the best wrestling crowds. I know they are famous for a screw job, but man, I watched some. I watched some fan footage. They went absolutely bonkers, bonkers for Samuel Zane. They did. They did. Oh man. You know they're okay for a Canadian crowd. <laughs> when we watched the pay per view. Both Greg and I were dumbfounded by just how loud the crowd was. They popped at all the right moments. Every crowd that night was like Montreal was hot, San Jose, LA for GCW. All the crowds were hot that night. It was good. It was good business. Um, Jack of all trades. He says, what matches do you guys watch during WrestleMania season to get you ready for the big event every year? Uh, he says his are Steamboat Savage, Rock Hogan, uh, the four tr- uh, Undertaker matches, so the two Sean ones and the two Triple H ones. 
and he says he sprinkles in some random mania stuff just to, just to get even more hype. Um, Katie, do you do you have certain main matches you watch during WrestleMania season to kind of get you in the mood? So what I've actually be, been doing with my husband is we've been going through the different pay-per-views. Uh, he curated a list of like all the best WWE pay-per-views from like, I think it's like 2014 on, I don't know, um, or 2014 and back. Uh, so I think we're in, <laughs> I think we're in 2002 right now. So we're just like slowly rewatching all of these different pay per views that we've got on our list. Okay, but do you have any? Do you have any mania stuff that you watch to get you in mania mode? No, that's what I'm doing. Like that's how I'm getting ready for WrestleMania is watching all of these different pay per views. Gotcha. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Did you ask for me? Yeah, I did. I did. I did ask for I'm you. Sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties right now with my microphone. Shut I don't know what the hell's going on, but shut my quack uh, quack go to is probably like twenty five Sean Taker, twenty six Sean Taker, uh, Stone Cold Brett. Because at this point, I've 13. I've seen I I would say I've seen every single WrestleMania, so there's no real holes, and so I just kind of go back and watch the classics at this point. Maybe yeah. go back and watch a thirty one. Just because I was there, but nah. it's kind of more of a feel thing. Just it, whatever it, I'm feeling like. Yeah, like I'm right now. I'm watching the end of an era. You know, Hunter and and Taker with Sean as the referee at 28, just hell in the cell. I mean, we we've said it for years on the show. That super kick pedigree is the greatest kick out in the history of the business. Um, for me, like I always have to watch 25 Sean and Taker because I've said it for years on this show. I think it is an absolute masterclass. Uh, and it's to me, it's the perfect match. It really is, you know. So I'll watch stuff like that. I'll throw on, you know, like a, I don't know, like like some stuff from the mid two thousands. Like I'll watch, uh, maybe like a like Taker versus Batista or or Cena versus Hunter, or or maybe I'll go back and watch, you know, a nineties one randomly. Uh, it, it it just really depends. Really depends. I do. I, I have found myself since we talked about Brian and uh, and Hunter. I have found myself throwing that one into the rotation as well. Uh, yeah, uh, Nigerian Prince. So since Lashley won, does that mean he's getting Bray at WrestleMania? Bray cool and all, but Lashley deserves better. I think it would be an easier story to tell with Bobby Lashley if they go this way. True. I guess, you know. But who else would they have him go up against? I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because um, Brock it might be tied up with something else. We'll talk about that when we get to Raw. Um, Alfie Lewis, Edge is out here just having good to great uh, wrestling matches for the hell of it. Don't leave Edge. Not yet. Stay a little longer, please. <laughs> love the rated R superstar. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. You mean the rated R superstar? The rated R superstar. Um, in brightest day X, Mister X. Hopefully, Mister All right. So he says, "Can we really get that excited for Brock versus Owens?" <laughs> what if what, you know what I I know I've been preaching bro Moss. What if we got Brock Moss? That's even worse than the first idea. I don't know. No, I don't that know. Is, no. That could you imagine? Could you could you imagine? Ah. I can't. Yeah, I can't even see it. Maybe it's, the, <laughs> maybe it's the painkillers. That's why I'm feeling this way. Oh, God. I have all kind of wacky ideas. You never know what's going to happen with the Bullet title. We didn't even talk about that, guys. Let's throw that in out there real quick. Alpha Zoe's defended against Loverboy Leo and Dave Wasted May 28th. Yeah. No? Yay. No? Yay! The first, we'll triple be there. Th first triple threat in the title's history. Anything can happen. 
We'll see. Uh, he also goes on to say, with the new AEW All Access show uh, be a real inside look at the behind-the-scenes aspect of the company, or will it be another cheesy reality show? Uh, we'll have to wait to see. Um, and then he also says, has anyone else noticed that signs at wrestling shows now have sort of become a new form of social media instead of signs that pertain to the product? They just put whatever is annoying them on the sign so everyone can see their opinions. Yeah, it's like a giant message board now. Well, I know, know why um, I got very confused when I saw Chicken Slovaki Pita or Suvlaki Pita. I've, it was just uh, right I, I, in the middle. Of- I know on Botchamania, it's like a bit where you just like do wrestling or not wrestling, but video game takes. So I know that's a thing. And then, yeah, like a lot of people just say they're most dumb ish to try to either get on social media or just to pop a crowd or to pop themselves, which I, you know, as many people might know, I am all for popping yourself and saying stupid inside jokes that no one gets. What Give us one right now. What? Uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, it has to just come naturally. Uh... <laughs> Can you put me on the spot? <laughs> I think you hurt his feelings. Yeah, I'm out here stressing about my microphone all just going crazy. I figured it out because I'm a smart boy. There you but go. You're so just smart. asking me. To, am, am I supposed to just, you know, on a snap of a finger, be entertaining? Pop I try me. so hard. I try pop so right hard. Now. What? Pop, pop you? Pop I'm not right supposed now. to pop you. I'm supposed to like pop myself by just saying dumb things that nobody else understands. I want to be popped. Pop me right now. Oh, I will pop you, daddy. <laughs> what? There you go. I just popped you. Things just got no. It, it's a it's not a pop laugh. It's a nervous. It's a nervous. Like that's weird, man. What are you talking about? What? Why do you think I've been hanging around all these years? All right, moving on from that. <clears throat> uh, we get to the raw recap. Ko says he's done with Sami Zayn. He says if he needs help taking out the bloodline, go ask his homie Jay. Uh, Baron Corbin attacks Sami. They have a little mini match. Sami Zayn gets a win in Canada. Katie, what are your thoughts? I thought it was really well done. Um, honestly, I could see I could see them putting Sammy into a storyline with Baron Corbin. Um I feel like Baron Cor- Corbin, I, I've I've said this before, he's really just kind of drawn the short straw um in regards to gimmicks. And hopefully maybe he's gonna they're gonna send him back to the lone wolf gimmick or something else. Um yeah. but I think that with how much hype Sammy has right now, having Baron work with Sammy as a face heel feud could be interesting. I mean, it was fine. You know, it, it, Baron, the last guy to pin Roman Reigns. And hell, honestly, he may, he should probably should have just ran with that for the longest time. Right. Uh, And then Sammy, the guy that just came the closest to doing so in a very long time. Uh, Brandon. I quite enjoyed it, uh, the dynamic. It makes sense for why Kevin Owens did what he did. I, um, You know, we're, we still have somewhat of a relationship a little bit. Like, I still kind of care for you, but everything you did for me, I couldn't just go out there and, you know, help you win the championship because what you did to me at Survivor Series and at Royal Rumble and stuff like that. So I thought it told a, a coherent story that an actual real-life human being would be doing. And with, you know, more than a month away from WrestleMania, they still have some time to draw out this process. Uh, I don't know what to make of Baron Corbin just because he did the thing with Cody last week. Now he's doing something with uh, Sammy this week. Maybe he's just kind of the designated job guy to have like a a, like a fine five to ten minute match with someone to fill some time. So I don't know if he's going to go into like a feud with Sammy, whether I mean, it has to be like a mini feud because it's always it's always obviously going to be Sammy and KO against the Usos, but. Um, I don't, I'm I'm kind of out on Baron Corbin right now. I mean, that's what we want it to be. KO and Sammy versus the Usos, but who knows what will happen? Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Yes, yes. There we now you pop me. There you go. Yes. Um pop Cody, again later. This is getting awkward. Moving on. Uh, Cody Rhodes, you know, comes out there to have a promo. Heyman's 
in a neck brace on the screen. And basically the, the, the gist of this promo is simple. Cody just saying he's going to finish the story. Um, yeah. I thought this was maybe like on the lower level on what these guys could do. Still good, but uh, I do wonder why maybe they didn't have Cody say anything. Kind of gave him the the Rey Mysterio Jeff Hardy treatment, whether it's they're just telling a specific type of story or they kind of don't want to overexpose him to have like an in-ring promo every single week for the next five weeks or however long it is. So, you know, switch up a little bit, uh, have Heyman just kind of, kill some time until we get the inevitable Roman and Cody, you know, back and forth. Yes. Katie, any thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, It was on the lower end of the promos, in my opinion, but I mean, whenever you put Paul Heyman on the mic, he's always going to spit gold. So still a good segment. Um, I do agree that I think what they may be doing is trying to keep from oversaturating us with Cody Rhodes. That way, we pop even harder when he, fingers crossed, wins the undisputed heavyweight championship. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think our tribal Phillip's, chief Phillip's going to pop so hard. I don't think our tribal chief is done. Look, I love Cody. I've I've been on the I've been on the Cody wagon. You know, as soon as he left that company, man. I don't. I don't know if Roman's done. I don't know if he's finished providing for all of us. You know. You know, awesome theory retains the United States championship against edge. Great, great contest. Amazing match. My guy edge is almost 50 and he's just wrestling to wrestle, man. You love to see it. Finn Balor interferes, costs edge of the championship. It's a coup de gras. So are, are we going to get, are we going to get them inside of the hell in the cell? I would love that. The, the silver cage is lowered down. Uh, oh, let's do it. Let's let's do that. Like the match, didn't like the finish. I I thought this Judgment Day Edge thing was done, but it is obviously nope. not. No, we're we're done once once Finn and Finn and Edge have that singles contest, brother. They uh, they have to go. They have to go to bat. They gotta end up bloody. They gotta they gotta knock this shit out of the park. Uh, ding dong. Hello. Happens hello. with damage control. <laughs> Becky Lynch and Lita interrupt. So, uh, was it next week? Is it going to be Lita and Becky Lynch versus damage control for the tag titles? Lita pulling up to West Coast Pro with a WWE championship. Right. How sick would that be? What? 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 That'd be interesting. It, it, it is it, it is what it is. Look, I thought Trish was going to be around because I think they were in Ottawa, and I guess she lives there or something. That but, was according to the internet. It was written that that was supposed to happen, but yeah, uh, I like the di- the awkward like jovial dynamic between Becky Lynch and uh, Lita. Yeah, it's a, Lita, it's a fun little dynamic. Lita's going to be on a, a new episode of the Broken Skull Sessions coming up on Peacock. That's going to be exciting. No. So excited. But it's it's Lita. Why not? Why not? I'll be honest. I don't even I think the last Broken Skull session I legitimately watched was maybe like the Vince one. Vince was on Broken Skull Session? Yeah. Or whatever like the Stone Cold talking segment was called on the network all those years ago. You haven't seen all the ones we've been talking about? I I, I get the TOTR versions. Wow. I watch everything, Philip. I got people who watch things for me. Almost challenges Brock Lesnar. Can't wait. This is a big meaty men bump and meat match. Maybe this is uh, Triple H just handing Vince a bone and just like, here you go, buddy. You get Brock and Omos. You can have all the booking you want for that. It's Brock Moss. There we go. I am... Perplexed. I love when, it. I love it because it's still Black History Month. I'm still perplexed. <laughs> then this match isn't going to take place on Black History Month, though. No. But, so then you're going to turn on it? I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. Why? Don't get it. This okay. is the weirdest booking. 
this we've seen weirder. But <laughs> we've seen weirder. But in the Triple H era, this is the weirdest booking. Yeah, I, I love how. Oh, things are gonna change. Yeah, what what changed, guys? What actually tell me what changed? I'm just I'm so confused. Why why Omos? Because it's Brock Moss. No. It's Brock And then I continue just no. Big nope. Big Extra nope. Oscar defeats Nikki Cross. Nobody's ready for Oscar. Has a little stare down with the EST of WWE. Very excited for that match, yo. I'm uh I'm I'm as giddy as a schoolgirl about that one. I know yep. what I just said. It happened. And then uh, shout out Candace. She tried to ask what the hell is going on with Nikki, and then she just said she has no friends, and then she ran away. So is it just me, or does it feel like they're trying to bring back the whole Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross dynamic, but instead of it being Alexa Bliss, it's going to be Candice LeRae? Maybe. Can we go back to that's what Candace, it feels like. Can we go back to when Candice LeRae was just getting super kicked and all bloody on the indies? No, we can't go back to that. I don't Not think we're, we're, going, we're going back to that in WWE. I do wonder how they're going to handle this because if they are going down the Nikki Cross's lonely rabbit hole, I don't know if I have faith in W. Well, at least back when Vince was handling this to have the right gloves to, you know, navigate through a mental health challenge or whatever about being lonely and anxiety and stuff like that. But we'll find out new regime. I'll have faith that they can make it work without being patronizing or calling it crazy or whatever the hell they would do. Psychotic. Ali defeats Dolph Ziggler. Forgot Dolph Ziggler was still with the company. Good hey. for him. <laughs> that is a former world heavyweight champion. You show that man some respect. He had the greatest cash-in of all time. On Monday Night Raw. At all time. That. You know what? You know what's the greatest cash-in of all time? Randy Orton. I have no idea to talk about. Randy Orton, never held, Randy Orton never held the money in the bank contract. When, when he cashed in on that non-television watching vegan at SummerSlam 2013, did the world a favor. I don't know what you're talking about, but if I were to take a guess, I bet you he didn't even do anything. Someone else hit that hit Daniel Bryan and he just covered him. He even earned it. He uh, he did. He he earned it. He won the he won the he won the contract. He earned it. Anyways, speaking of that guy, he beat. Let's go over to that show that he's on AEW Dynamite. Um, Ricky Starks is in the ring. Says he's done with the JAS and Chris Jericho. Says he has a contract for somebody to sign for him, for them to wrestle him at a uh, Revolution. Jericho comes out there, Peter Avalon for some reason, who I really didn't know who was still with the company. Oh, <laughs> everybody is still in AEW. Come comes comes out there, gets hit with a uh, Judas effect, and Jericho's like, you know, I'd sign it. I'd say that even the Appreciation Society can't be out uh, at ringside, but I don't have a pen. Ricky Starks had a pen. Jericho held it up and he clicked it. He did. He did the thing. He did the pin click thing. I popped for that. I was a huge list guy. I had my own list. So it looks like we're getting Jericho and Starks at uh, Revolution. Yeah. Viva la Revolution. Revolution. I enjoyed it. Maybe a little maybe a little too cute, but we kind of get that. Yeah. It wasn't cute enough. More cute. It has to be cuter. The cuter the better. Hmm. You know, world's cutest tag team. That seems like a decent tag team name someone would want to pick that up i don't think anyone's ever done that before if you google it you'll find things um hangman uh adam page and evil uno had an interview in uh, hangman's locker room with rene paquette about evil uno's upcoming match with john moxley the young buck sneakers were in the locker room so we're getting closer guys we're getting closer to the reunion we've all been waiting for i did not pick up on that but We'll 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 see what happened. What's going on with Hangman and 
the Young Bucks and whatever. I've fallen out with the uh, with being the elite, so I don't know if they've doing anything on on that end. But I I quite enjoy the promo because Evil Uno can talk, and where the uh, I almost said the Judgment Day, where Dark Order is, they don't really get too much shine these days, and so <laughs> they're both purple and black. <laughs> it's an easy it's an easy mix up, easy mix up, and so. I like Evil Uno. He can talk. He can wrestle, as we saw tonight. So I was happy he he got some some talking time. Oh, that's funny. What's even going on on being the elite? I don't, God, it was it was white hot for uh, for a while, man. Then it just. Katie, have you ever watched Being the Elite? Nope. You it it was hot. It, it like being the elite from seventeen to nineteen. White hot. They had to watch it every Monday. Every Monday at noon when they dropped it, had to watch it. Fantastic. Great times. Great times. Um, yeah, the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Um, the acclaimed defeat uh, Lee Moriarty and uh, Big Bill. Uh, we even got a an Enzo and Cass reference. Love, love that. So the acclaimed are added to this, I guess, four-way tag team match for the tag titles at Revolution. I'm excited. Love the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Nobody, nobody got hurt, so we can ask for basically. Uh, Christian Cage is set to have an interview with Tony Schiavone. Jungle Boy comes out there and attacks him. Jungle Boy is going to do a concerto. He seems conflicted. He has a heart, and then he gets low blown by uh, Christian Cage. And yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm I'm going to Revolution just for Christian Cage. I don't know about you guys. I am getting a little bit scared now that they're adding more and more matches to Revolution. It was like a solid like four. Car- match Carter was looking like and then now they've added you know some more matches to the card like oh god (laughs) gonna be there for like seven hours not gonna get home until like two o'clock in the morning on the west coast yeah it's yeah but it it was a nice intense angle I maybe would have done it a little bit differently just because you know the jungle boy thing maybe he could have like shown that he could have done it but he's a better man than Christian and then Christian kind of takes advantage of jungle boys you know niceness or he's not a man he's a boy He's Jungle Jack Perry now. He's not Jungle Boy anymore. I could have sworn they said Jungle Boy Jack Perry. He's not a boy, but not yet a man. He's a (laughs) preteen. He's an adolescent. There's a jumping Jack. Jungle Jungle Jack (laughs) Perry. Jungle Jack adolescent just rolls off the phone. Right off the phone. Someone listening to this podcast will understand my my deep cut Britney Spears moment. It's Britney bit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop that. Shout out Dark Sheik dressed like Britney Spears in the toxic video at uh was it GCW this past weekend? Yes. Shout out Dark Sheik. Super here for it. Yes. Um Soraya defeated Sky Blue, and then all these women come out and Ruby Soho wants a uh an opportunity at the AW Women's Championship. Yeah. This this Yep. I honestly yeah. don't care. Like I'm I hate to, I really do hate to say that. Yeah, I, I I said last week I don't really care about Ruby Soho and where she stands in between. Um it feels like she's been she was gone for so long that it just doesn't feel relevant. And I don't like saying that. Yeah, and the Soraya match was was not pretty. There was some some mess ups here and there. Yeah, and then I think this is like a something that they do all the time. Like heels are like seemingly every time a heel wins, it's always cheating. Soraya shouldn't need like Tony Storm to interfere to beat Sky Blue. Like I know Sky Blue's talented; she was over, people liked her, but like just have Soraya beat her. It's not that big of a deal. It's a five minute match that no one's going to really remember. Just have her beat her, build her a little credibility, even though the match. What well, was a little ugly? As Philip taking a phone call, a very important phone call. So, speaking of important calls, I don't know. Terrible segue. We had Brian Danielson come out to do a promo to obviously build up Revolution main event. Uh, he was gonna start to talk, and then he gets cut off by old Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And MJF goes on, talks about his fiance leaving him apparently, which I guess is a shoot. Um, Danielson getting all these concussions, but still coming back, even though he has a family and kids and, you know, he's throwing all that away because he loves wrestling so much. And 
you know, MJF taking the low road once again, but also getting very personal and making himself MJF that is sympathetic. Love and then it. we get a, a big pull apart brawl. Brian Danielson gets added to that Dex MJF. And uh, that, that was the segment. Yes. MJF, the wrestling equivalent of Brad Marchand and for all the four people that got that reference. You're welcome. Shout out hockey. Um, love the segment. MJF really got, got the emotions going. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'm down for MJF to beat Brian Danielson in, in San Francisco. I think overall, I like the segment. I like the intensity and the pull apart. Once again, MJF kind of lays it on a little too thick with kind of the personal stuff and making himself sympathetic. Like I get it. You want to like a heel, a bad guy. You kind of want to see where they're coming from. But I feel like MJF sometimes or more often than not, rather kind of takes it just a little bit too far. With how he kind of portrays himself and kind of, you know, he he's done like the stuff with CM Punk, you know, the the Jewish epithets and you the know, Punk stuff, being yeah. being lonely and like all these different things. He kind of goes with that well a lot. So what you're saying is there's a chance when it comes to MJF, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> she popped me with this. So what you're saying is there's a chance. <laughs> oh, I've uh, I've used that line too many times in my life. There's never a chance. Um, Rachel. I don't know. I don't know. I, I throw some makeup on my face and I look pretty good. So, huh? Oh man, I don't know. This it's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good match. We'll we'll see what's up. It's not gonna be Brett or Sean. By any means. It definitely is not going to be Brandon Sean because it's going to be way better. Kidding me? I'm not going to say a damn thing. Are you are you actually serious right now? What? What Daniel Bryan ever do? I mean, Daniel Bryan won his WrestleMania match. He didn't need an hour to do it, and he beat two men. But that wasn't the stipulation at the time. Daniel Bryan got, got uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel got, Daniel Bryan got a submission in an hour, which is something neither one of those two men could look, have done. Daniel Bryan done. got smashed and stacked on top of Edge, and we never saw him again. Stop playing with me for real. How dare you disrespect two of the greatest to ever do this? How dare you? I can't believe both, you can say both, that. You can argue Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart have the number one and number two WrestleMania or WWE matches of all time. That Iron Man match is not it. My point is, it's the it's the best Iron Man match of all time. It's, it's the best Iron Man match of all time. That's my point. That is my point. Check I'm Brian. This one. Check <laughs> Brian Danielson sixty minute draws in in ROH way better. No, no. Hell, hell, check check Brett and Ric Flair 60 minutes at a, at a random house show in like 92. Stop playing with me for real. Yeah, and it's probably better than WrestleMania 12. No, no. You're proving my point. Look, 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 look. WrestleMania 12 is historic. It is iconic. It's been, what, 27 years 27 years from now, are we going to be talking about this match the way we're still going to be talking about WrestleMania 12? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're going to wrestle for an hour. They're going to do the flips, and they're going to do the, the technical and the schoolboys and the running knees and the and the cross face. And I'm all probably going to get stuff. up a couple times to go to the bathroom, get another beer, what? Get some more chicken tendies. You see, exactly. People weren't doing that for Brett and Sean. Stop. Check the tape. Stop. Let us know who who who, who who was at the pond that at WrestleMania 12. Let us know. Everybody in their seats watching two of the greatest in this. They're also sitting on their hands. No. Look, man, I've been in the ring. Okay, I've taken bumps. I I understand what they were doing that night. I have a deeper understanding of this than you. That's why I truly love this. Stop. God, you got me all riled up. Oh, my God. My pain meds are wearing off. Let's finish the show. Um, Double J and Jay Lethal won the tag team battle royal. 
Uh, always pop for Double J. Love, love it. Still strutting, strutting it all. Uh, yeah. So they get added to this match. Once again, heel had a cheat to win with Saddam Singh on at ringside. Um, yeah, it was it was a fine match. It was a fine battle royal. Just a lot of people out there doing their shtick. I don't know how they're going to make this much different next week at the Cow Palace. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Tony Khan had a had a major announcement, and he had uh, Adam Cole announce it. So they're going to be doing AEW All Access, and I have the AEW has sent me the press release. Oh, we get press releases. Look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get press releases, but not press passes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TBS orders its first new unscripted series of 2023 uh, with the green light of AEW All Access. Uh, TBS has greenlit the first new unscripted series of 2023, further expanding the It's All Elite Wrestling franchise with AEW All Access. A follow doc uh, from the perspectives of the league's biggest stars, the new series, which was just announced during uh, another Red Hot episode of TBS's AEW Dynamite. Questionable. Uh, calm down there, guys. This is why we don't get press passes. We we tell the truth. Uh, is slated to be uh, slated to premiere this March. Build as the uh, ultimate behind-the-scenes experience for fans of the series will Feature Adam Cole, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Sammy Guevara, T- uh, Tay Conti, the Young Bucks, Soraya, Wardlow, Eddie Kingston, along with AEW CEO, GM, and head of creative, Tony Khan. And then it just goes on to list a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, hey, you know, it's no roads to the top, though. Yeah, still waiting for roads to the top season two. Yeah. Did, did Montez and Bianca just get a show on Hulu? Hulu. Pick up roads to the top. Let's do that. Don't got Hulu, so can't do a review on Under the Radar, unfortunately. So is this gonna be uh is gonna be Total Bellas esque or or what? I mean, I and they almost made it seem like it was like a backstage, like during a, not during like the actual show, but that elks. So I don't I don't know. But I know Netflix is doing kind of the thing with F1. I'm watching the PGA one where they follow people in their personal lives and they kind of translate that into the actual sport. So that's kind of the in thing right now with sports documentaries and sports reality shows. So it's not, not surprising that AEW and uh, Warner is getting in on the action. And it's also, you know, a nice way to possibly get the uh, quote unquote non wrestling people or non AEW fans who watch the show to, to come in. But it is at a strange time, you know, after dynamite where you're probably just going to get the leftovers. If you did it on some random Monday or Tuesday, like on a Tuesday, possibly go head to head with NXT or something. Maybe you can grab some non wrestling eyeballs, but go head to head with NXT and lose. No, no, but on a Sunday, go ahead, hit it with The Last of Us. That's not gonna hurt them. Oh, man, that's it's no, it's no total Bellas, though. Of course not. I mean, it's nothing can compare to Nikki Bella says I do recap on Under the Radar last week, of course. Katie, how do you feel about this? Adam Cole also said he's coming back to the ring at some time in March. So that's fun. Uh, I was a little mad it wasn't a revolution, but then now that we're adding so many more matches, I'm like, okay. I, as much as I love Adam Cole, baby. I will, we'll have him on another show. That's yeah. fine. Um, Let's see. You for, you didn't, before we get to the main event, you didn't talk about the opener, which I thought was probably the best match of the show. Orange Cassidy like, and don't care. Orange Cassidy. Oh, and I already forgot his name. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on his name. What's wow? Name? It's the best Blackpool, Com- Blackpool Combat Club. Wow. I keep wanting to say Evil Uno. It's not you Evil Uno. Suck. I know. I'm a terrible <laughs> human being. I can't remember the how, man's name. How is it the it's best not, opener? You don't even it's know not, his name. That's because it's so late, dude. He was the, microphone doesn't work. He was I'm the an idiot. He was the independent wrestling TV champion. For whatever reason, I keep wanting to say Jay Uso and Jay Lethal, but obviously that's not his name. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be an idiot, and you can move on, Philip. Uh, his name is Wheeler Yuta. That's pretty that's, bad. That's what pretty his bad. name is. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So, guys, like, if things aren't on this, this, this is why I need the script. Yeah, look, if I'm a very visual person, things aren't on the script that happen on the show. It's because I don't care. 
or I just find it uninteresting. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Like, I like, okay. Te- technical masterclass. I don't know about that one. Um, Moxley defeated Evil Uno, got his 100th win of the company. Congratulations. It couldn't be a John Moxley match if everyone didn't bleed. So, Evil Uno blood and then John Moxley blood at the end. So, yeah. Cash those John Moxley bleeding tickets. So, yeah. People have been talking about his bleeding all the time. You know, he kind of has like the dusty and the Ric Flair, like that sensitive scar tissue on his forehead from bleeding so much. That's why when like Rick just taps his forehead like that, he'll just start bleeding. So he just gets hit in the head. He'll start bleeding, bro. Basically, he's going to look like New Jack in 10 years. New Jack, Dusty, Abdullah. What if he look like Abdullah? Can we get Abdullah to put on the show? Is that possible? We get Abdullah the butcher here. Make some calls. Make some calls. What if we just start getting like random like people from the past and wrestling that that you haven't thought about in years? Katie, should, should, hey, should that, I always think about Abdullah the butcher. Should, should that be the should that be the where the show goes? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best <laughs> to get Kimona Wanalea back on, on on this show. Let's just get her on the show. Can we get Oksana on the TV on the uh, show? But not yeah. Kimono. You don't want Kimono Wanalea? Uh, after. After the fact. Then we get Oksana. Katie, are you familiar with Kimono Wanalea? I'm not. You're not familiar with the night Kimono Wanalea danced on top of the ECW arena? I'm not. 1996 was a wild time. Or was it 97? I don't know. We'll find. We'll find. We'll, we're we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna grab her. Beulah McGillicuddy. Uh, Francine, we're just we're gra- we're gonna grab all the ECW ladies. Then we're gonna get some of the Nitro girls. Um, Major Guns, we'll, we'll grab her. And uh, yeah, we'll just uh, Katie, who from the past do you want on this show? We'll try. We have to confirm they're not dead, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's we, we don't want to pull a uh, you know Saudi Sorry, Prince yeah, situation. Yeah. We don't, we don't I mean, to... we all know who I want to come mm-hmm. back. Sunny. Oh. Uh, I don't think I don't think Sunny's coming back anytime soon. Neither. <laughs> you say Sunny? <laughs> um. Oh God. Jacqueline. Also, I haven't seen Jacqueline in forever. I want Jazz on this show. That's that's. Oh yeah, that's Jazz. Great. You know, she follows us on 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 IG. I might have to try to make that one happen for real. We just went off on a tangent. Uh, yeah, that was AEW. Sorry, guys. Uh, Superstar Spotlight. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you got? Mm-hmm. I'll give it to Wheeler Yuta. Great guy. Great match. Wow. Oh, he knows his name. <laughs> Thank he you, everybody. Thank knows you. Knows his name. I know your name, Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wheeler. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to Double J. Breaking out that strut. He still got it like it's 1995. And 2005. In 2015. Hey, that's J E double F J A double R E double T. That's double J Jeff Jarrett. That's slap nuts. Bring in the roadie. Don't piss him off. I was watching an old WCW. It's that one where he, uh, he, he, uh, he smacks Beetlejuice from, uh, the Howard Stern little, little crew over the head with the guitar. Good times. Good times. Uh, Stockton Con Winter 2023 is this weekend. Uh, a lot of people are going to be there. The guys that voiced Pinky and the Brain are going to be there. Pop for that one. Uh, I think one of them voiced the Animaniacs. Uh, of course, wrestling stars John Morrison and Hall of Famers DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, and Rob Van Dam, RVD, will be in attendance and more. Make sure you go out to Stockton Con. It's always a great time. Brandon and I will be in attendance with our good buddy West Ghost Design. Come up to the table, grab merch, have him talk to you about making yourself a championship title. And and then the pride of the underground for Agua is this Sunday. We are back inside Emporium. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Let's 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 run this down real quick before we get out of here. Let's see. We got a Let's see. We got Rob shit going up against MV Young. You got my homie Big Toko Juicy for now going up against Cutthroat Cody. Sandra Moon defends the Pride style and uh, UGWA titles against Dave Dutra and G Sharp. Uh, Kenny Ooh. K and, and D Rogue the Squad. 
uh, uh, defend the Ugwa Championship or Ugwa Tag Team Championships against uh, Lazarus and I think her name is Alice Blair. I, I believe they're also the uh, uh, Pride Style Tag Team Champions. That's a double doors match. That's going to be fun. Uh, JT Mattioli going up against Jordan Cruz. Midas Creed going up against Johnny Robbie. Uh, Abigail Warren and Brooke Havoc of the Agenda versus uh, Nick Xander's crew. Uh, of Joe Brody and Jordan Castle will be on commentary. So it's going to be a fun night, man. Come out to Emporium on Sunday and come party with us. We Come party with us. You know, Ugwa, we do it like nobody else in the Bay. Thank you guys so much. If you see us at any of these things this week, and come up and say hi. We'll, we'll shoot the breeze with you, talk about the business. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe. Diamonds are forever. So the microphone beside you. Get the lesson. And if you want to prove it to you now, here's the feeling in the time and everything that we did. Listen to the senators connecting it. Moving on everything that's pronouncing it. Everything we did in the time now with the testament. Here is the feeling when we live on the stage. And everything we do, turning the page. Nobody does it like us. The feeling when we move, we are excited. Elite podcasting, I know you like it. I know you like it. Yeah, the bullet cast, feel us. The bullet cast, feel us. The bullet cast, feel us. Elite podcasting, we on. The bullet cast now, feel us. The bullet cast now, feel us. Elite podcasting, no we on. Elite podcasting, no we on. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.